Welcome to the La Petite Podcast. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm here um, with Jen. Jen. Thanks for the introduction. No problem. <laughs> it's Saturday night, quarter six in Frederick County, Maryland, and we have some big news. Uh, what happened today, Jen? <laughs> you act like you don't know. <laughs> uh, so, actually, it was, it, was, it was a big deal for La Petite. We had a meeting with the Frederick County Humane Society, and we have now entered into a partnership with them. So we are going to be sponsoring fundraisers, attending events, uh, and raising money for them to continue the good work that they're doing, um, getting a lot of low-income families the option for spays and neuters at low cost or no cost. Uh, They help out with a lot of medical care, specifically in families who really can't afford to do that kind of thing. So... And I imagine that's pretty big in Frederick because, you know, Frederick is Frederick the, is the s- second largest county in yeah. Maryland. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and the other thing they do, which we found out today, was um, their adoption rate is 96% for 2017 so far. That's pretty amazing. Right. So as they don't identify as a no-kill shelter because there have been, unfortunately, some instances where they have had an animal in really, really poor health that they've had to make that difficult decision for, but I, I think a 90 per, 96% adoption rate is pretty phenomenal. Um, and in order to do that, since they're nonprofit, they need donations. They solely work off donations. So we're going to be doing fundraising for them. We're going to be t- attending events. It's a great opportunity for us to get our name out there. It's also a really good opportunity to raise some funds for the Humane Society. What kind of stuff do they do? Uh, they... They do a bit of everything. They take donations, but it's not just animal donations. They will also take your old clothes if you need them because they also work with people who just don't have winter coats, for instance. So um, it's so it's not something where they just take money or monetary donations. They no. take food drives. Yes, stuff. there's a food drive. Um, they work <laughs> with local businesses to do percentages of sales, go to the Humane Society uh but yeah, I mean, they have a mini stock room of donated food. So if someone comes in and said, I couldn't feed my, I don't have the money to feed my cat today. They'll give you a bag of cat food. Oh, can't beat that. Yeah. So it's, it's really for people who want to take care of their pets who really just can't afford to. They've, they've actually done boarding too. She told me about this one woman who left an abusive relationship. Not only did he abuse her, but he abused her dog. Burning hell. Yeah. Uh, more on that later. Different podcast. Um, so Stay tuned. <laughs> they, had, they had taken her pup for boarding until she was able to find stable living conditions. And she was reunited with her pup and they paid for that. Oh, that's heartwarming. Boarding that's great. is really, really expensive. So again, they rely on, on donations for that kind of thing. And you know, with working with local people, she said you know they've often had um, free services given to them just because the people are like, well, the dog's in need, the cat's in need, I'll board him for free. Well, I imagine uh, you're meeting today with. Her name is Connie. She's the director of the Frederick County Humane Society. Did it go well? Yes. They're very caring people. I walked in. There were only two of them there. And um, 
the woman who was helping, there was somebody in front of me who couldn't afford to feed her cat and she loaded her up and she said, do you want treats? Do you need litter? Do they like dry? Do they like wet? Oh, wow. So they really go, you know, above and beyond to make sure that the, the pets of these people are getting what they need. And it's fantastic. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So they're a really good organization for us to support, especially right off, you know, our, our first partnership. So look out for announcements from La Petite, probably on our Facebook page, if not the website. Facebook.com backslash La Petite. And La Petite.com. Um, so we were going to be setting up some fundraisers and some events, and we will keep everybody posted about where they can send their donation. That sounds great. Pretty excited. Are you excited, Jen? I'm very excited. All yeah. right. So after uh, this quick break... We'll be back with more stories. And we're back. You're listening to the La Petite Podcast. My name is Brian. I'm Jen. And uh, we just talked a little bit about the Frederick County Main Society and our newly found partnership with them, which is awesome news. Uh, Jen had a great meeting with our director, Connie, today. And we're excited about future endeavors. So with La Petite, it's pretty new. Yes. You, know, um, you just got out of you know a full time retail position. Well, part time because I'm, I was doing. The but you're day you're day. in there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. We can talk about that in a later podcast. <laughs> so, with pet sitting and walking, what happens during the day? I mean, it's it's not one of those things where you're just kind of waiting by the phone, right? No, and. I just recently read an article which prompted me to write a podcast, or a, a podcast, write a podcast. How do you write a podcast, Jen? <laughs> Scripted. Uh, I wrote a blog. Not <laughs> anyway, I'm from the last century. Um, <laughs> I wrote a blog in response to an article that I read, basically saying that pet sitting is the shittiest job that you could have. Oh, well... On this next episode, we'll be sure to include a parental advisory for <laughs> your potty mouth, Jen. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Good call. Um, so, the author of this, and there were several people who replied to the article saying, Oh yeah, I've been a pet sitter for X amount of years, and I have to work holidays and weekends. Oh, boo-hoo. Have you never had a retail job for holidays and weekends? are not considered any part of the day other than work day. So. So wait, you're telling me that watching a pet is not a nine to five job. It's not Monday through five. It could be. But the difference is that owning your own pet sitting business and also depending on the client's needs. The, the pup schedule, when they eat breakfast, when they go for their walkies. Um, all of that is decided partly by you and partly by the pup and their schedule. So you're not sitting at a desk or in the same spot for eight hours listening to the same crap over and over and over again. You go, you do your hour or whatever it is. You know, if it's one tiny little dog, maybe half an hour. You let him out, you give him his food, you play with him, you give him kisses, tell him how much you love him, you'll be back soon. 
you go do whatever you need to do and you come back a couple hours later or three, four hours, you know, it depends. So it's not a nine to five office desk job sitting in one place doing the same thing over and over and over again, day in and day out. And yeah, you have to work holidays. Yeah, you have to work weekends. But I just did a decade in retail where holidays and weekends are madhouses. I will spend my Thanksgiving with puppies in solitude, setting my own schedule instead of, oh, where's my turkey? Where are my green beans? That's my life now. So I'm sorry for all of you guys who think that pet sitting is crap. Uh, sorry that you never had a shitty job to learn from. Oh, potty mouth part two. <laughs> Beep. Um, yeah, they're long days, but they're not long days of doing the same thing, being in the same place. You get to set your own schedule. You have freedom. I had to ask when to take a 30-minute break when I was in retail. I don't have to do that now. I don't have to ask anybody. So, no, I don't think pet sitting is a terrible job. I love it. I think running our own business has given us a lot of freedom, a lot of room to be creative. Would we be doing a podcast if I was working retail? No. That's right. We would not. They can't see your emotion, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) And I will not mention the company that I worked for due to lawsuits. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that business here. But, I mean, I don't imagine it's far different from any other retail company. But just saying that pet sitting is, for me, a step up. That's good to know. And we'll be right back. And we're back at the La Petite Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jen. And uh, this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about our dogs, Sam and Thisbe. Greatest pups ever. Yeah. Yeah, well. Surveys have been taken. Um... So, yeah, I mean, we bought a house two years ago, a little over two years ago now. Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half. Um, First item on the agenda was get a pup. It really was. We moved in in May. By the end of August, we had Sam. Yeah, it was one of the things that we were looking at the house. It had to have a backyard. Yep. And it could be fenced when we wanted it fenced. It's currently not fenced right now, but... Working on it. Oh, yeah. Slow process. First time home buyers. <laughs> we needed a, a working oven and faucet and plumbing first and a new roof. Anyway. Um, so it was really, I, I joke, sort of half joke, half truth, that we only bought a house because we wanted to have animals. And we always had to ask for permission, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you can't have that big of a dog. And we had intended to get a Rottweiler. Right. Rottweilers were really big in our families growing up. Yeah. Um, my parents had one. I had a couple. Jen, uh, Jen had a couple growing up and, you know, the sweet, sweet dogs. So but sweet. Like uh, other dogs, it's really, they get a bad rap, right? Yeah, they're, I guess they're one of the bully breeds officially, but I don't even, I've never met. The worst I could say about a Rottweiler is that maybe they're grumpy. Right. So, with Sam, which is short for Samson, and that is right... With a P. With a P. Samp. 
sin. It was really love at first sight. And we're going to talk oh a little God. bit about, in this segment, on how we met Sam. Well, we had, I think I had put out feelers for local uh, rescues for Rottweilers specifically. So Rottweilers within a 50-mile radius of where we lived. Um, and we had seen a few, um, you know, I, I have a real problem. I fall in love with every dog I see. So the first, first post we saw, I was like, yes, this is it. This is it. Dog was adopted. But when we saw Sam, he was what? Four weeks old. Yeah. He was young, real young. He was all by himself. He had no siblings. He was deserted. He was given up by a complete stranger to um, a shelter in North Carolina. And North Carolina does have a very high kill rate among their shelters. A lot of puppy mills. A lot of, yeah. Uh, a lot of abandoned dogs. A, a lot of just people who just let them go. Um, so he was picked up. He was not, he was probably only a month old when they found him. Um, so that was his little picture that we saw. And he was shaggy, and he had his little tongue sticking out. We were bowling at the time. We were. When I got the post, and I said, I said, this is it. And Brian's like, yeah, you say that about every dog. And I said, no, look at it. There was just something about that picture that said, I need a mom and dad. More than any other picture that we had seen. Now, where did, uh, where did you find him? He was on adoptapet.com. Okay, adoptapet.com. Uh, and the, shelter, the rescue that got him was Friends for Animals, and they work with the Burke County Humane Society in North Carolina. Oh, great. So they had rescued him, and uh, they sent us a video to see how his play style, how big he was, uh, and we just head over heels in love. That's pretty important because you have a dog that you're showcasing as a Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. A Rottweiler lab mix. Right. So he's going to be big and he's going to be playful and he's coming from two different, you know, states away. You want to see his temperament, yeah. especially when he's young. You want to see him play. But so when Burke County showed... Sam's play style on a YouTube video, that was pretty cool. I mean, that's, that's actually was. pretty smart. Yeah. Um, and, and the person who was playing with them was the, uh, I don't know if she was the owner, but she had her daughter there playing. So, obviously, he was good with kids, too. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Sam. And we're back. So, we were talking about Sam mm-hmm. and how we found him at uh, Burke County. Burke County Humane Society, uh, Friends for Animals, was the rescue. So after they had sent us a few videos and we decided, yep, let's go forward with the adoption, um, because they were eight hours away from us, um, she, she had us fill out some paperwork and she decided on a date that she was going to bring him up. And then what they do, they work with um, adoption, they adopt out all the way up from North Carolina to Vermont. So it is a long drive for these guys. So you've really got to make sure that this is it, that you are going to adopt then and there um, through the videos and through the information that they share with you. So it was August 28th. Oh, you remember the day. I remember the day. That's his adoptiversary. There you go. Um, and we had to drive to a rest stop 
where she was going to meet us. Yeah, it was off the of 95 near off Baltimore. Off of 95, yeah. So we had to head toward Baltimore um, at night. It was like 7 or 8 o'clock at night by yeah. the time they Friday got Friday night or something? On a Friday night, yep. And I had inventory the next day because why not let my job ruin my life again? Uh, big moment, right? Adopting our first kid. What do I have to do? Go to work the next day. Eh. But, so we waited and waited. Pulled off. Onto the uh, rest area. We got there really early. We did. Because I just couldn't... I couldn't wait. We did. Um, We're waiting and waiting. And she said, I'm going to show up in a white van. Unmarked white van. Every every white van. Is is this puppy? No. And there was a crowd. There was a crowd forming. Yep. Because everybody... There were like 15 people, I think, who had adopted. Yep. Decent amount of people. Yeah. So we're all just waiting for this white van. Finally, one shows up. And you can hear barking. A lot of barking. People were smiling. Oh, it was amazing. Yep. So we had brought everything with us. His bowl, poop bags, leash, harness, food, treats, everything. We're like, we are ready for our sandboy. And they pull up in an unmarked white van uh, underneath a streetlight. In a dark parking lot near Baltimore. And we're handing over cash. Yeah, the first thing I thought, oh, this is a drug, you know. This this is a deal. This is a stop. We're doing a drop right here. And, yeah, it was was just so strange. We were thinking, is this legit? But this is just how they roll. Um, So we heard a lot of barking, uh, as I mentioned before. And we were the second to last person to get our guy. Yep. So there was a bunch of people that came out, crowded around this white van. And we were really excited. You know, our firstborn baby boy is somewhere <laughs> in there. We know he's small. He's six, mu- he's six weeks old. Six weeks. Which is way, way, way young. And everybody has their dogs with leashes. And they're giving them kisses and giving them hugs. And we're just kind of... Letting them run around. Like, running around, go to the bathroom, and we just kind of stand there looking like sad sacks. Like, where is Sam? Where's our baby boy? So, what happens next? Uh, Well, there's still a considerable amount of barking coming from the van. Um, And there were only two of us left waiting. So, Brian's sitting there thinking, oh, no, we're going to get the barker. We're going to get the barker. Yeah, literally, it's Jesus Christ. He, <laughs> no, 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 no. Please don't let No, it can't be him. <laughs> okay. It can't be him. It can't be him. So they pull him out of the white van, and yes, it is Sam making all that noise. I think he was just scared. It was an eight-hour drive. He was really tiny. But as soon as she placed him in my arms, I thought I would die. I wrapped my arms around him and I said, I'm your mommy. I love you. I'm going to protect you and I'm going to give you the best life. And we took him over and let him kind of sniff and pee-pee put his new harness on, which was far too big at the time because we thought we were getting a much bigger dog. Right. (laughs) Gave him treats. Uh, He bit my finger accidentally, but I didn't care. I was so happy. Um, And I just... We, we have loved him to death ever since. He has been a handful, but I wouldn't trade him for the world. And that's the history of Sam. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll be back in the next episode.